I want to say a pleasant good night to one and all listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Mining Your Gold podcast. I am your host, Malia Khaleesi. Welcome to the space. It's been a little minute, but I'm here. And I'm going to do a whole separate podcast regarding my small hiatus that I took, which was well-deserved and something that had to happen. But tonight, I just want to reconnect with everyone touch base with everyone, see where we're at. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about three types of ancestors. You know, this I thought would be very beneficial to include in the Honoring Your Ancestors series because a lot of us are of the impression that our ancestors only dwell in the DNA and only the biological ancestors. But there are two other categories that I think need addressing. And therefore, that information needs to go out so that we can be well-rounded. When we talk about ancestors, we don't just generally mean our past relatives or our deceased relatives coming from our lineage or our generational line. There are quite a few, actually, many types of ancestors. So I want to go through that today and tonight with you because... This podcast was inspired by a conversation I had earlier with someone who just thought that ancestors were deceased relatives. And that got me thinking that based on a lot of conversations that I've had, that a lot of people are of this elk that ancestors are only basically your dead relatives. And there's so much more to that. I can't even begin to tell you. So that is what I want to discuss with Um, with you tonight and as usual you know I like for you to grab your beverage of choice tonight I'm doing some herbal tea and that's just what I feel for tonight so maybe grab something to take some notes it's not gonna be a a long-winded podcast Um, I'm very concise with the information that I've gathered for you because I really want you to start implementing these steps and this knowledge into your ancestor veneration, which I'm sure most of you are already doing. But for those of us who are still fuzzy or on the fence about ancestors in terms of who do we call and all that good stuff, there are categories of ancestors that you are not calling, I'm sure, or that you just don't know. And I'd like to impart that knowledge with you tonight. So go ahead, come on back, get your sage, get your Palo Santo, Let's energize the space. All right? Come on back. do I really have to even talk about this shaman chant that I have played on every episode how just the tones and the chants of of this shaman chanting this what sounds like Icaros is just divine to my soul just 
so wonderful to hear. You know, I really enjoy it. Sometimes I just play just for playing sake because it sounds that good. You know what I mean? So, yes, my lovely family, good night to you. And before we begin, we'd like to call in the ancestors for them to be present because every time I call in the ancestors, I like to acknowledge them because it is on their backs that we stand. So I always like to invoke their ancestors and have them with us for to do a podcast about them and to constantly educate people about the ancestors. I like to have them near because sometimes there are some things that come through the script that was never intended to, and you know that's the power that the ancestors carry with that jolt and that dose of inspiration that they constantly give, right? So I'd like to call in the ancestors into the space. I'd like to call in the ascended ancestors who watch over us, who give us the template by which we model our lives. We call you into the space to energize the space with your presence. May we know the power of your work. Walk with us so that your guidance is forever with us. We thank you for the sacrifices that you've made. We honor you, my beautiful ancestors. Ashe. All right. Three types of ancestors I want to talk to you about tonight. Three types. The first type I want to talk about is the biological ancestors. Now, that in itself seems self-explanatory, right? Biological ancestors. We know that our DNA runs deep. Let me just position myself here. We know that our DNA runs deep. We also know that ancestors, especially for our deceased relatives runs deep because of course they're part they were part of our family so we feel that but we have biological ancestors now i remember reading a book or listening to a ted talk i'm not, some some ted talks i listen to but this one really grabbed me because because i am just a neurobuff i love neurology because it is the actual essence of life itself There's this lady that was on there. Her name is Jill Bolt. She's a neuroanatomist, but she's also a neuroscientist, right? And she wrote a book called My Stroke of Insight, where she discovered that 99% of the sequencing of our DNA is the same, irrespective of what background you come from. When they were putting the genome together, she discovered that. So that means, in essence, if 99% of our DNA is technically identical, that means less than 1%, which makes up the phenotype of each other, the color of our eyes, the color of our hair, the thickness of our lips, the color of the skin, all of that stuff is less than 1%. And I, th- I thought that to be pretty interesting because we always think that looking at another human that we're so different, but we're only making that differentiation based on the phenotype of each human. All right? So the biological ancestors 
comes through the DNA. Okay? And of course, the strands on the DNA code for different things in the body. Hence, all of the different 64 codons and variations and arrangements of the DNA come together to make what is now you, right? What is now a human, which is you. So I thought that to be very, very interesting, you know? So a lot of us know our grandparents, whether they're here with us or whether they're traversing the ancestral realm. A lot of us may know our great-grandparents, but we do not know, some of us, most of us do not know our great-great-great-grandparents, right? And hence the reason why you have Ancestry.com, AfricanAncestry.com, 23andMe, uh, and so many others, right? So I think that it's very important that if you can at least go back to your great-grandparents, you, that's a good place to start. That really is a good place to, to start. And of course, that does encompass your biological ancestors, okay? Um, you can also, now I can hear somebody saying, well, what if I'm adopted? Well, if you're adopted and you don't know anything about your biological parents, it is obvious on one level, yeah, you wouldn't have anything in common. But at the same time, if we are supporting the data and the information that Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor found out that that on some level we are the same, okay? So on some level we are the same. So don't discount your ancestors, okay, your biological ancestors. I think that's out of all the categories, this is the one that I think a lot of us will be most comfortable with, okay? Now, for some of you, if you're having a hard time connecting with the ancestors, I want to give you like a little ritual, a little exercise for you to do for you to do in reviewing your family lineage, right? I like, for me, like to go back 12 generations on both my father's side and my mother's side. I call on those ascended ancestors um, from these lineage going as far back as 12 generations ago, right? And then what I would do, I would also include for my ancestors whose names I do not know, but I know whose blood runs through my veins. Okay, we're calling on the ancestors we know that are elevated because you don't, not all your ancestors lived well. Not all your ancestors want to come to this, you know, to the forefront and be known and be seen. Some of these ancestors do need healing, right? And you have to do the work to elevate them. More on that later. So reviewing your family lineage. So what I would like you to do is to kind of sort of make like a, a hierarchy like a tree and try to trace back your ancestors from your mother's side and your father's side. Do it like a little exercise, okay? Take a few minutes, go through and see what comes to mind about each of those as you think about them. Quiet yourself down, deep meditation, deep breaths, Okay, and try to include physical descriptions, personalities, maybe stories about them. And how you can find out that information is basically by speaking to the surviving siblings or members of your lineage, of your family, and see what, you've, what you can find out on your own. 
I will tell you, some may be unwilling to talk about it, okay? Some of them, maybe something went down that in the family line and they're ashamed of it and they don't want to know. They don't want that information to come up front, but you can always ask. If, like I said, if you're adopted and you never knew your parents, just do a page that you know of blood relatives that you are familiar with. And as you progress through the exercise, you'll be very surprised to, to meet some of your biological ancestors as you learn to communicate with them. You want to ask, okay, what it is that I need to know here. Okay, so that's an exercise you can do. And it really does forge the connection. And the ancestors that you call upon will know that this is something that you want to do. And you'd be surprised to see the images, the synchronicities that would happen. Maybe somebody had a story to tell you about your great-great-grand so-and-so that you never knew that all of a sudden came up. So keep that in mind. I think that's wonderful to do. Now, the second set of ancestors I want to discuss are territorial ancestors. Now, I do want to preface this and say, not because you have biological ancestors doesn't mean that they can they cannot be territorial you can literally have both categories and how that is going to look is if you have relatives that literally are buried on the land where you live right they can be both your relatives and also the territorial ancestors because they have been there from the jump okay so you can have both biological, and you can have territorial ancestors. So when we talk about territorial ancestors, we're talking about the ancestors that literally inhabit a particular geographical area, probably where you lived, probably where your family's family lived, and it's just been occupied generations and generations and generations. I know the Native Americans have something around that aspect, especially when they own the land on which they are actually living, all right? They may show up sometimes like spirits of the land or guardian spirits of that territory, okay, that people once inhabited. So these are territorial ancestors. So I like to call these the ancient ones, you know, the most ancient ancestral spirits, okay, that were once walking the earth that is now expressing themselves as a land spirit, okay? And that got me to thinking because how many of us literally move to another dwelling, another house, another apartment, and we do not acknowledge the land where we set our foot? We do not acknowledge the spirits that have been guarding the land where you are now about to inhabit, we do not acknowledge them, okay? And that is, these are ancestors. These are the ancestors who take care of the land, who guard the land, and they are really the original inhabitants of the land. And these are territorial ancestors. Some people have even said that when they inhabit the land of where their family or their grandparents or their great-grandparents used to live, some of them even have said that they can literally feel 
and hear the voices of their ancestors in the earth. That is very powerful. Even more so when you're, when you're hearing and getting that clear sentience, that clear audience of your ancestors so close to you, I think it's no better time than to give, give an honoring, give some fruit, some water. Maybe you may want to water the roots of, uh, of a tree that's, that's out there that's a great ancestor that's been there for years. I know I have one outside my window, and every Monday I do my very best to acknowledge the spirits of the land. I water the roots so the water from my ancestor shrine, I don't throw it out. I literally collect it in the little, you know, the little spout for watering the flowers. If you had a garden, I collect it in that. And every Monday I go out there and I literally wet the roots of this beautiful, beautiful oak tree that's there. I mean, the bark is so hard. It can, it can probably cut my skin. That's how long it's been there. It survived so many hurricanes and bad weather, and it's still standing strong. And I had to say, I had to say on Monday, thank you, Ancestor Tree, for providing a home for the squirrels to live in, for the creatures of the air to abide in your, through your leaves. Thank you for providing a home for them, and you stand so strong. And I just was complimenting this tree and just constantly complimenting and watering the roots. And I even said, I'm going to water your roots for you because I don't know if water reaches all the way down where your roots are, but please allow me to water you. Please accept this offering. I lay down from some apples, some oranges, some candy for the land spirits, and a shot of gin, and we're good. Okay, so that's something that you can do to honor the land spirits where you are. If you have a great tree, ancestor tree that's been there, that's holding up the fort, that's supplying shade for you, maybe, you know, some part of your house that you can sit under there, put your back against that tree and thank that tree for doing that for you. That is how you honor the land spirits, a.k.a. the territorial ancestors. Let's not forget those. Okay, now the last one I want to talk about are your spiritual ancestors. Spiritual ancestors, I like to use archetypes, right? Your archetypical ancestors, archetypes, your spiritual ancestors. And the most famous one that comes to mind is Archangel Michael, right? Archangel Michael. Remember, we have personified these energies in order for us to understand ourselves. These are not real people that existed. These are archetypal energies. We have to keep that in mind, okay? You have to develop the strong relationship with your spiritual ancestors. And spiritual ancestors, for me, comes in... Ascended Masters, St. Germain, I mean Giordano Bruno. These are all Ascended Masters, and we have the Archangels, we have the Angels, okay? All of these, Gandhi, you know, Marcus Mosiah, God, these are all, I want to say, archetypical ancestors, okay? You want to make sure 
there's everybody has their favorite, right? Every single person has their favorite. Like I don't, I cannot remember any house or going into any house where Archangel Michael, some people call Michael. I just like to say it in the Hebrew term. Archangel Michael exists. A lot of people are familiar with Archangel Michael. Okay. And angels respond a lot to some. So you can see a psalm for your spiritual ancestors. Okay. And to get closer to your spiritual ancestors. Right. So here's a little exercise for you. I think it's a good thing to journal when you're talking about your ancestors. Journal in any way that you feel connected to any of the three categories we talked about. It's always good to write. Describe in detail how it makes you feel when you think about these ancestors, what it is that they provide for you, what it is that they make you feel. Do they make you feel inspired? If they do, you want to give an oath of gratitude and letting them know how inspired they make you feel. Do you feel like a strong connection to them? And for my people who are going to start utilizing and honoring your territorial ancestors, sometimes you feel a pull to a certain geographical area and you don't know why. But for some reason, the ancestors of that area, they're calling you. And maybe this is a place that you have to visit, right? So I would journal about that. If you find a strong desire to visit a particular country, Maybe take some time, research that country and the inhabitants, the culture of the people there and, found, and find out as much as you can. Watch how you're feeling when you're doing that. Remember, it's vibration, right? So watch how you're feeling when you're inquiring about certain things. I think that'll help a lot, okay? And like I said earlier, there are times when Biological and territorial will overlap. Okay, you'll find that a lot. There have been times when your relatives can be buried on the land just because of family heritage, and that is just how the family did things. You know, that's that's also a possibility. But keep an open mind. Utterance. Utter what you need to utter to make that and foster that connection with the ancestors. And it'll go a long way. Okay? I encourage you to do as much research as you can. This is the era right now where all this chat GPT stuff, let's put chat GPT to good use. Type in there a healing prayer for my land spirits, and you'd be surprised to see what comes up. Offer that prayer to your land spirits, your territorial spirits when you step outside. And you could do the same for your biological and your spiritual ancestors. Let's not forget those energies because they are with us. Despite the fact we cannot visibly see them on this 3D realm, they're there. Okay. So I just want to want to encourage everyone to do that. I thank you so much for being here. Pretty short tonight. I just wanted to come and give you that 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 knowledge and I was inspired to do so. I'm doing so much research on ancestors now. 
Um, many of you know that I, my father has taken his place in, in February f uh, in the ancestral realm. And it's a very trying time for my family right now. But the love of the ancestors and the soul of my father keeps me alive and keeps me strong. And I know he's close. So I'm very ever even more passionate than I used to be before about ancestor veneration. I want to encourage each and every one of you take the time to explore that. Take the time to acknowledge your ancestors, to elevate them as much as possible, elevate their souls so they can be free wherever they are, traveling the cosmos. I do have a full ancestor veneration guide and course coming up, which I am launching in October, just in time for the thinning, thinning of the veil. And I will be informing you about that a whole lot more. But I thank you so much. I thank you for listening. I thank you guys for always, always checking on me. Thank you so much. It's been rough from February to now. And I thank you for all those who've checked on me. Links in the description below. And I look forward to connecting with all of you. I thank you for always being here. Check out all the social media links below. The book is on Amazon. 22 ways to live consciously. Some serious practical tips that you can start to include into your daily life to make some changes. I will catch you guys on the other end. Thank you so much for being here. <music>